Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGannon Podcast. I am your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined, like always, by each and every week, Gary G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what's going on since the last time we talked? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. <laughs> the little Tennessee Jesus laid down <laughs> his sweet head. Oh, man. With a bottle of Jack and an eight ball of Coke. <laughs> nah, man, just been listening to some uh, good old Christmas music. Oh, man. That time of year. Oh. It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. Oh, man. I hate working retail at Christmas time. I, I love uh, I love the Christmas music, man. That's what keeps me going. Uh, at least they're not piping it in like all day, every day. It's like sprinkled in. Yeah, but it's bad enough. Yep. Oh, whatever. I like it. I love Christmas music. One of my favorite genres of music. I haven't heard All I Want for Christmas like 800 times yet, so... <laughs> Now I have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, speaking of Christmas, what's the uh, worst cover of a Christmas song? God. Uh, Probably any kids' bop version of any Christmas song. (laughs) <laughs> do they have a do they have a kid bop version of of uh, Christmas songs? I'm sure oh, they do. Yeah, I'm sure there's a kid bop Christmas. So um, a- my the one I hate the most, uh, which inspired the question is. Um, Celine Dion's cover of uh, Happy Xmas, The War is Over. That's like originally done by John Lennon. Uh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I don't know if you've heard this... it either, song. No, I have not. Just um, Googled a list of the worst Christmas songs ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for cover songs, but this is the 20 shittiest Christmas songs ever recorded. Oh, God. <laughs> one of them is one of these songs. I've never heard this song before. I'm going to have to look it up. It's um, John Denver, Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk on Christmas. I've never, never heard that one. I've heard uh, Drunk on Christmas. That's a good song. Uh, uh, bon Jovi, Big and Rich. Backdoor Santa. <laughs> Backdoor Santa's good, but it's not, I guess, probably not by Bon Jovi. Uh, Maroon That's 5 cover. The cover of uh, Happy Christmas, War is Over. 
Uh, that's probably as bad as Celine Dion's, man. Probably. Uh, Iggy Pop White Christmas. That's got to be terrible. Heck yeah. You said Iggy Pop? Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop. Boom, Iggy Pop. Pop. Tiny Tim, Santa Claus has got the AIDS. <laughs> Santa Claus has got the AIDS. <laughs> Because <laughs> Santa Claus wants some love. Oh man, I don't know. as far as cover songs, it's it's hard to say. Like I just can't. They're probably um, Christina Aguilera's "Holy Night." <laughs> it's not that good. Just don't listen to enough Christmas songs. I don't, honestly. <laughs> you and I are in the same, same boat. Like I don't fucking yeah. listen to Christmas songs that much. I listen How? to them here and there. Y'all both fucking suck, dude. And need to get in the fucking Christmas spirit. <laughs> well, Carl, maybe we'll- uh, sounds like you need to make a Christmas album and then maybe Chris and I will listen to it. I, I might watch this. Pussycat Doll, Santa Baby. I'll probably watch this. oh man yeah are you listening to uh uh fucking who did the uh like politically correct uh oh it was um somebody did uh, maybe it's cold outside but did it like politically correct or modern modernized or whatever not rapey <laughs> dude that's song that's a good song though it's like that's like, come the, on, man. That's like that epitome of rape songs <laughs> no there's some more songs that would be more rapey than that one uh it's pretty close <laughs> like literally trying to make her stay <laughs> dude, everything but drug like put a roofie in her drink <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh, Christmas time. It's such a great time of the year. Uh, speaking of Christmas time, let's um got a few days left to donate to the Big Cave Holiday Toy Drive. Um, you can get all the information on how to donate on there from the figcave.com, which is the Fig Cave Facebook group. There's a pin post there that has all the information that you will need to donate to the group or donate to the the toy drive all donations need to be received by december 17th um that's all new unopened toys doesn't have to be wrestling um just whatever toys you can find or pick up um if you're worried about them getting there on time if you do standard postage you can order through places like amazon uh that of course will give you like the two-day shipping if you've got prime um yeah, but you can send everything to the Fig Cave Toy Drive at, to uh, 2318 Rockwell Ave, Paytonsville, Maryland, 21228. So definitely help some kids out this Christmas. All right. Awesome. So that's the, the fun stuff there. You guys are ready to uh, 
get in the ring here for some news and pay-per-view recaps and all that fun stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into the news this week. Um, big story coming off of last weekend's WWE round of house shows. Uh, we're just going to talk about this, get it out of the way. Jeff Hardy uh, was released by WWE. Um, the apparent story going around is that he refused rehab from the company. And that was one of the final straws that let him go. Um, I guess he's had some erratic behavior, has missed some signings and some other um, appearances that he was supposed to be on. Um, sources have reported that it's up there, almost up there with the uh, victory road uh, match with Sting. So it's pretty close to you, close to that. Nah. No, no, <clears throat> I saw. Yeah, I don't think it was yeah. that, uh, that bad. Yeah, it may have, it could have gotten yeah, that bad. Yeah, from from what I from what I saw, um, like the video that the one like some fan posted, um, and from like accounts of people that was there. Yeah, because some people some people don't don't think it was necessarily drugs. Uh. Some people are saying that it was more of like a Steve Austin move, because um, like I guess like he was in a he's pretty it's much a in a tag man. team match. Yeah, he's in the six six man tag match. Uh, that they had, I think they did a couple of nights. A uh, couple of nights of it, it was like him and uh, McIntyre and um, um, I forgot who the third person was versus the Usos. It was, uh, and Biggie. Roman. I know Biggie uh, was in a couple of them. Yeah, and anyways, like pretty much the whole match is it, it was just Jeff Hardy getting his ass kicked, and then he makes the hot tag to McIntyre. Uh, so if you watch the video, uh, Jeff Hardy looks like he takes like a pretty nasty bump. Uh, I mean, he could have, you know, looks like he could have hurt his shoulder or something. And then, you know, he just, like, gets up, makes a hot tag to McIntyre, and then you kind of see him just fucking head out to the, towards the crowd and, like, it's, walk out. They, he uh, has gotten the run that he should have gotten, that she, he should be getting, in all honesty. Like, yeah. why is he not being treated like Edge? That, why is he not know getting high profile? You know what's funny, fans? though, too, though, with that? It makes me wonder if maybe he did it all on purpose. Why, and not? Then his wa- Why not play the system? And then his <laughs> wife, uh, his wife, uh, his wife tweeted something like he's he's okay, he's fine, he's fine. But then put fine. Some, but then put something in quotation. Well, she put something in quotation marks though. Like I forgot what she put. I don't know if it was like it was something like allegedly. Something you, heard, you heard that or something like those, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But even Matt Hardy, like the after he was released or after the event, like he came out and said, you know, he's fine. Like Jeff's okay. I talked to him. Everything's okay. So this may have been a stunt to get an actual release from his contract. Yeah. Yeah. And then be able to go like, because think about it, he's gonna have ninety days. He gets off that ninety day, um, no compete clause, and he's free to do what he wants. So you can go work AEW, work a lighter schedule with AEW, because <clears throat> AEW doesn't do house shows. They do 
dynamites and rampages and they're all taped in the same day and then he's free to do whatever like go go do like appearances like wrestlecade or big time wrestling or whatever stay home and spend time with his family like there's it's not like he's doing you know shows like five days four or five days a week anymore Um, yeah and then um Another thing, I mean, it didn't, let's just play devil's advocate, say he is, you know, relapsed a little bit. Um, <clears throat> just because. Uh, oh, it's still there. Uh, <laughs> well, the other thing I was going to add to it all was um, <clears throat> when I was kind of reading into it, too. Um, I guess it's kind of what happened to him when he got released the first time where he ended up going to like impact and stuff was like, they were offering him WWE tried to offer him help. And he said, no, granted, like granted, like then he was in a way worse place. He didn't know, wasn't in the right state of mind like he is now. So, I mean, I think the scenario is different now than it was. Yeah, honestly, I hope it is. I hope it is like, you know, I played the system to get. Out yeah, of that's kind of what of, I hope. I mean, that's really what I place hope too. Right. I, mean, I should be. So. I fucking love Jeff Hardy. I will Look, always I be a Jeff Hardy fanboy. And honestly, if it is the the other part, the other side of that where he has relapsed, like, and you know, we all just want him to be healthy and get the help that he needs. Absolutely, that's the case in point. <clears throat> Carl, would you come back? Nope. <laughs> oh man! Every time he gets on a roll on a point, this this always happens. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll we'll circle back when uh, Carl. Back. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we talked a little bit uh, AEW with the Jeff Hardy thing. Um, there he is. <laughs> All right, Carl, what were you saying? Where did I, where did I cut off at? <laughs> uh, you're saying just something, and then you just kind of cut off. Uh, I was just saying, like, the play devil's advocate, like, if he was back on um Drugs or something like him refusing WWE's rehab isn't the end of the world. Like some people that like struggle with addiction might have their own rehabs or facilities they'd rather go to than yeah. what WWE's offering. And like with that same thing too, like WWE's schedule doesn't really allow him like a lot of downtime to heal up from like any like nagging injuries or anything like that. So I mean it could be possible that it was a relapse onto something to help with like any nagging pain or whatever, just to help perform. But like um Garrett and I was saying, like after when he kind of dropped off there, is that you know if it is if it is a drug thing again, like we just want him to be healthy and get the help that he needs. But we're really hoping it's more playing WWE's system and getting himself released so we can go rest and get healed up and go do what he wants to do instead of being bogged down in a position that where he should be, he should be placed on a higher point in the card. Yeah. 
Why isn't Jeff feuding with Roman? Like, that's the thing. Oh, like they keep saying that there's nobody for Roman to wrestle. Why aren't we getting a feud with Jeff? Like, yeah, plenty of people Roman could wrestle instead of, instead of getting Brock Lesnar again. So. <clears throat> Which Carl, if you do anything, you gotta watch uh, getting a SmackDown to, uh, tonight. Not there. Gold. Goldberg. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, again, AEW, we were talking about Jeff Hardy. Um, speaking of them, uh, Tony Khan was on a podcast. It was called your not like your mom's basement or from your mom's basement or something like that. Um, Tony Khan said he had some talks with WWE, uh, mainly about former WWE talent that works for AEW. Or former like WCW talent or whatever about doing interviews for documentaries. So they're still like we've seen that before with Jericho <laughs> doing the the Austin podcast. What are you doing, Garrett? Oh, my nose is bothering me. Leave me alone. I know. It's like I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, my nose hurts and I'm sniffly. And it's not sniffing. It sounds like you're like. Trying to fuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get up and turn something off. Shut your mouth. Sounded like he was opening like a condom wrapper. And <laughs> <laughs> what I do in my house while I'm doing the podcast is none of your damn business. Uh, it's a good thing we didn't go video this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, uh, it's a bit of good news. Hacksaw Jim Duggan announced he is cancer-free once again um, after a bout with prostate cancer. Uh, Duggan also survived kidney cancer 20 years ago. Um, of course, that would have been his run in WCW. But um, props to Hacksaw for fighting the good fight and staying with us. Um, that... Oh. <laughs> uh, Hacksaw's awesome. He's cool to meet. So, yeah. I'm glad he's still gonna be around for a little longer. Definitely one of those one of those guys. Like if he is like your idol, like your favorite wrestler growing up, he's one of those guys I highly recommend. If you get a chance to meet him, definitely do so. Super awesome. His wife's awesome too. Like because she was with him. So. <clears throat> Just pretty cool. Oh, all right, so that's gonna be it for the news this week. Um, you guys ready to talk some hard times? Hard times, then. Hard, hard times. Hard daddy. times is what you do to be with them. <laughs> All right. Um, NWA hard times was this past Saturday. Hard times two, I should say. Probably out of the two pay-per-views we had this weekend. From what I saw, the few matches I got to watch, this was definitely better than War Games. <laughs> yes. Um, and I didn't watch war games, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> uh, Garrett, I know you watched almost the entire pay-per-view. What are some of your highlights from this? Um, definitely watch uh, Aldous and Latimer. Like I was saying before the podcast, I kind of feel like that should have been the main event. I think it was the better match. Um, i trying to think what else was on here. Let's see. Um... 
The Tyrus um, Scion match wasn't ba- was pretty wasn't too bad. Yeah, Scion's kind of grown on me a little bit, especially yeah. um, this week's NWA TV. You had a very heated promo with Tyrus and um, uh, his little crew there, Lost and Idol, and he let slip that he's the son of a former multi-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Interesting. Yep. So, like, I don't know if that was intentional. Probably. Like, as far as, like, his character, if that was intentional for him to drop during that interview, or if it was just, like, the, like, a spur-of-the-moment type thing. Because he's kind of, he hasn't really let on, like, any details about who he actually is. Like, being the masked man and, like, Billy Corgan being the only one that knows who he is and all that other stuff. David Flair. It's David Flair. <laughs> <David Fleur. laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that match was good. Um, the Pope did interfere a little bit into that. Yeah, surprise! So, this is where we're still building Pope versus Tyrus. So, oh, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I don't think the Pope is 100 percent healthy. I think that's probably. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. I think that's why. <clears throat> um. I will say the um, the ROH World Tag Team Championship match with OGK and Aaron Stevens and Kratos was really good. Yep. I like enjoyed that. Uh, we saw a break in Aaron Stevens' character in this match as well. So he's been he trying. He went like full on like. Yeah. Like he had the crazy badass. eyes. Things. Yep. So this was, um, this has been building for a while between him and Kratos pretty much since they lost the tag team championships. So Aaron Stevens has kind of been like trying to figure out what he needs to do or find himself again. Um, and this actually spilled over into NWA this week where Stevens actually came out full robe, like straight up intellectual savior and did this whole promo um, talking in the third person and referring to Kratos as Kratos. So I think we are getting a uh, a revival of the like almost like the Damian Sandow, like the intellectual savior character um, here at NWA, which is great. I'm all for it because I loved Damian Sandow even prior to the uh, the Mizdow character. But I'm super psyched about that. But OGK got the win on that one to retain, uh, which they will go on to. We'll talk about that in here a little bit. Final battle, which is this weekend. To defend the ROH tag titles against the Briscoes. Um, what else? Mickey James versus Kira Hogan. We talked about this being history making, um, as it's the first time that the Impact Knockout Championship has been defended on a non-impact event by two non-impact by an impact by non-impact contracted talent defending against a talent that is also non-impact contracted. With Mickey James, of course, being NWA and Kira Hogan versus AEW, or Kira Hogan being AEW. So, so it's definitely a little bit of history making event there. Um, Our Garrett, Rebellion versus the end was good as well. That was um, good. I'm not, I haven't got that far. Like, I only got to see like the first few matches so far. I'm still kind of working my way through this one. Um, I am looking forward to Camille versus Molina. Everyone knows how much I love Molina. And Camille is phenomenal as well. Uh, but let's talk the main event 
as everyone has seen, this has blown up everything um, related to the major wrestling figure podcast and Matt Cardona. Um, <laughs> apparently, he's just trying to take over wrestling in general in 2021, and I think he's done. I think he's done just that with GCW and um, everything else that he's done now showing up in NWA. Um, Trevor think, Murdoch defended against Mike Knox. I think he's um, a little jealous of Kenny Omega. <laughs> I don't know, but um, it was kind of definitely something I wasn't expecting, uh, especially for him to show up in NWA. Um, but Trevor Murdoch took out Mike Knox, defended the title. Um, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording about this being the main event, but it's the reason why is for, uh, Matt Cardona to debut, but, um, yeah. So Cardona came out and pretty much just, um, helped Knox beat down Murdoch after the match and Cardona decided he was going to pose as the show went off the air with the 10 pounds of gold. So I believe we got a uh, Murdoch's next challenger. Oh, heck yeah. So lots of pretty cool surprises in this pay-per-view. There's also a tribute to Jazz. Um, mm-hmm. So awesome stuff there. I think, do we have Medusa on here too? Uh, she came out during that. Uh, during the tribute thing. to Jazz. Yeah. I know she's been doing some, the NWA tapings for this round of, um, uh, episode she's on commentary i think ravens was there as well uh on commentary also so lots of cool stuff to look forward to in the upcoming weeks for nwa tv uh, but a lot of a lot of the stuff carried over to that as well so all right so if you definitely get a chance to check out hard times too um i know a lot of people are shitting on the crowd because it wasn't it literally was like one section of the studio that they film in well, I mean, they're limited to like COVID guidelines for that specific building, so they can't have as many people in there as they normally would, so, which sucks. But a lot of people still don't understand we're still in a pandemic, but eh, whatever. Yep. All right, so let's get into NXT War Games, which was Sunday night. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, compared to what we're used to from these war games pay-per-views. Um, it's just a lot of this relied heavily on the new NXT talent, um, as opposed to like building, uh, storylines, like decent storylines and having like feud ending matches and all this other stuff. Cause when you look at the main event for war games with NXT 2.0, taking on NXT black and gold, where's the buildup? Where's the feud? Like this isn't like anything, anything major. Like there is more of a feud and a build up with the women's war games match than there was for the men's. It does seem sure. like everyone, everyone in that women's match had either something with toxic attraction, um, like Raquel had Dakota Kai and Mandy Rose that she's kind of got storylines with as well. Um, EO with um, losing the tag titles. Cora Jade's been um, jumped by Toxic Attraction. And then Kaylee Gray being the newcomer into this group. But it's a great way to debut her onto NXT. 
<clears throat> but yeah, there was more story to this than there was in the men's war games match, which thought the women's match was much better than the men's. Uh, let's see. I think I'm the only one that watched war games. So <laughs> you are. Uh, <laughs> NXT tag title match wasn't that bad. Um, it was. Uh, which we call Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. We all knew Von Wagner was turning on O'Reilly at some point or the other, and this happened to be the turn for that. Um, Hair versus hair match, honestly, I didn't think was bad, mainly due to Cameron Grimes. Uh, I still think Duke Hudson is terrible. Um, (laughs) He ended up losing and getting his head shaved anyway. So, I mean. Then cheered up on NXT with a wig. Yeah, so, uh, that that's pretty much it. Like I it's just I don't know. War games was meh to me, so could have been could have been much better. I mean, like, there's it's, not really... it's because we're so used to it being a certain way and so good, and yeah, and now it just sucks. <laughs> I mean, with your with the new batch of talent with the NXT 2.0 talent, there's hardly anyone that stands out, and we've talked about this uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, aside from guys like Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, like there's really not a whole lot of this new talent that really stands out to the viewers. It's just more WWE produced stuff, like overproduced stuff. Like the camera jumps were terrible. It's like you have these multi-person matches and the camera keeps jumping. Like instead of getting like wide shots so you can see more of what's going on, it's jumping between different spots in the ring and it was hard to keep up with what was going on. So it's just overproduced. And that's, that's the problem with the WWE's programming. And like NXT was the escape from that. Cause you weren't getting all these camera cuts and all the like overproduced crap. And now it's falling right in line with Raw and SmackDown. Oh, oh. All right, so that's a recap for those. I mean, it's not much of a recap because really wasn't much for war games, but NWA definitely check that out. Uh, this weekend we've got ROH's final battle, um, and this will be the last event that we're going to get from ROH for a while. Um, hopefully, we see Ring of Honor come back um, after they take their their hiatus for quarter one. So hopefully, we see them return. Um, we'll run down this card here real quick. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on any of the matches at all, we'll talk about that too. Uh, pre-show, we've got a 10-man wildcard tag team match. I'm not sure who's involved in that, but it sounds like it could be pretty good. Uh, this was just added this week. Chelsea Green and the Hex will be taking on Miranda Ali's and the Allure. We've got Dragon Lee taking on Ray Horace. Uh, Homicide Brody King and Tony Deppin taking on Taylor Rust. Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and Eli Isom. Uh, we've got a fight yeah. without honor. Yeah, that's that six-man match is going to be awesome. Um, fight without honor, Shane Taylor versus Kenny King. That should be another solid matchup. Um, Ring of Honor Women's Championship match, Roxy versus Willow. Uh, that's Willow Nightingale, not not Jeff Hardy Willow. So, <laughs> uh, we have the ROH six-man championship match with Shane Taylor Promotions. Versus the righteous. I'm not sure who the righteous is. Um, or if that's Vinny Marcello's group. I'm not sure. 
Um, ROH TV Championship match, Dalton Castle versus Rhett Titus versus Silas Young versus Joe Hendry. This match right here is probably going to take the night um, as far as match of the night goes. Like, I... Joe <laughs> Hendry. You came and you won. This might even, it's going to be like a top contender for match of the night. Uh, we've got the pure championship match, Josh Woods defending against Brian Johnson. Uh, tag team championship match, which we talked about earlier, uh, the OGK versus the Briscoes. Uh, World heavyweight championship match is supposed to be Bandito defending against Jonathan Gresham. Uh, but Bandito, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID and will not be competing at final battle. We're not sure what's going to happen with that championship match. I do know. You, you don't do know. know. Yeah, Jay Lethal. Yeah. It's Jay Lethal. Oh, they brought Jay Lethal hey. back? Yep. It's yeah. Jay awesome. Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham. That should be an amazing matchup. Yep. Is this going to be for the ROH World Championship, or is it just going to yep. be Lethal versus? It's for the so championship. They... So, Oh, that's right. Jonathan Gresham is ROH World Champion. Yep. Uh, I thought it was Bandito for some reason. Okay, nice. That should be a hell of a match. Heck yeah. So, and you know, with this being ROH's final pay-per-view, so who knows when, these guys are going to leave everything in that ring. And we're going to get, like, the best possible wrestling pay-per-view that we have seen in a while. Yep. So, so definitely, definitely need to order that. If you're not, if you're on the... The fence about it. I mean, some of these matches alone, even Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal is worth the price of the pay-per-view itself. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Awesome. Good stuff there. All right. Uh, let's see. Before we get into the six-pack recap, got a uh, question for you guys. Who is, in your opinion, the best wrestler that is still wrestling over the age of 50? Which is a is a tough question, man. Because uh, no, it's not. Your idol still wrestles. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Who's my idol? Who's my idol? Jerry the King Waller. <laughs> We're not talking about best wrestlers over seventy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still over fifty. He's so. still <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I I mean, I don't know. Sting is is had kind of like a resurgence. Um, Chris Jericho is doing really well. Billy Gunn, Tim Storm. That last uh, match that Storm wrestled at uh, NWA seventy three was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, is Lil, is Lil Parker over fifty? Who? La Parker. The original La Parker, I think so. Yeah, he's had some some decent matches this year. I'd probably have to say, um, I probably have to go with Sting on this one. Like he's been probably one of the more impressive um talents that I've seen, like in the over the fifth on the over fifty mark. Um yeah. He's like, had some. 
he's had some decent matches. <clears throat> a lot of stuff that we didn't think we'd be able to see him do again, and he's been on a complete tear with us. Um, his, this tag team with Darby Allen. So. Yeah. The um. I would, I mean, I would say Dustin Rhodes, like after that match he had with Cody or whatever. But it seems like this last year and a half, like hasn't really done much. Yeah, no. hasn't really done anything like, spectacular. Like the last thing he did was he got his ass kicked by, was it um, can't remember what group it was. Freaking um, dipshits group there. Um, QT Marshall. That's the last thing I remember. Actually, I think he got kicked in the face by Malachi Black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's probably like the last thing. But Billy Gans had some good matches. Yeah, they've been showcasing him a lot more too with um the Gun Club. Gun yeah. Club, yeah. And they've done a lot of uh, indie shows and stuff too. Yep. I think Billy Gunn's been a constant though. He's like one of those guys that's you know really good in the ring. Um, but never really got to like the pinnacle of like main event status. Yeah, like he's he's always just been like the Intercontinental Champion. Yep, Intercontinental Tag Team. You know. Yep. But he's had some really good tag teams too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think yeah. he still has a record for winning the most tag titles with different uh, partners. Yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to go Chris Jericho. Though. I can I can agree with that too. Yep. Uh, right. My answer is uh, Goldberg. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's just lucky Gilbert retired. You guys over there like I'm just praying to God that The Rock comes back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, the rock's a rapper now. <laughs> oh man. So you know it's about drive, it's about power. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is there anything the rock can't do? Like seriously. No. Like, is it? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Oh, awesome. All right, let's get into Remember, uh, uh, what movie was that? The uh, Be Cool. You ever seen the Rocket uh, Be Cool? Yeah. Yep. You ain't <laughs> woman enough to take my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, let's get into the six pack recap. <clears throat> All right. So six-pack recap, something new we started last week um, with our new format for the show, which we've got a lot of positive feedback on. So thank you all uh, for everyone who's listened and listened and gave us some feedback on the new format for the show. We definitely appreciate it. So uh, six-pack recap, pretty much we picked a couple things. We each picked two things from the week that we either thought was really good, terrible, whatever, two things that we wanted to talk about, and we go from there. So... You guys really didn't watch that much this week. So. Nope. <laughs> so that's going to be a, the two-pack. I was going to talk about Jeff Hardy, but we kind of talked about that in the news. So. Yeah, we talked about that. I, did. Um, I guess I could probably find a few other things to talk about, but 
Yeah, um, we'll, be, of, we'll be fine. Yeah. Couple of things I picked out um, from what I've watched this week was the the Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan match, uh, main event on Raw, which was pretty much the only thing I watched on Raw. I literally fast forwarded through my DVR recording of that just to watch Becky versus Liv. Um, it was a good match. It was a great main event for Raw. Um, there's definitely more to this story to be told between Becky and Liv. I don't think this is going to be the first or going to be the last time that we see these two go at it, but it was, it was a great match. Like there's a lot of emotion, a lot of storytelling, and it's something that has been missing from a lot of matches on WWE. So, but if you have, if you um, get a chance to watch us, definitely go back and at least check out that match from raw. So, a lot of high praise from the, uh, the raw locker room for that matchup. So. Um, and then my biggest gripe this week, <clears throat> the diamond dozen battle Royal. Now yeah. we knew, we knew going into this, that MJF was going to win or be one yeah. of the last. Of so, course. so the diamond dozen battle Royal, if you're not familiar, basically you get a bunch of guys, it's a battle Royal type thing. The last two remaining in the ring go on to dynamite the following week so this coming week and we'll wrestle for a the aw diamond which mjf is is in his possession he's won at the last this is like the this is the third battle royal so he's won at the last two so he's held on to this diamond the last two years so mjf of course is one of the last two which we all saw coming since he's been in possession of this ring for two years <clears throat> my biggest complaint with this why do I need to see MJF versus Dante Martin? I feel like it's what we saw last year for some odd reason. I don't remember who it was last year, but it I was. Think it was Dante. Oh, I don't think it was Dante Martin. Uh, he's because he was new like this year. Like he hasn't been around because he's part of um, Top Flight. I can't remember who it was last year. But my, my biggest thing with this, Jay Lethal was in this battle royal. He was the second person eliminated. Yeah. Jay Lethal was arguably the biggest name in that battle royal, and he was the second person eliminated. I was like, something WWE would do. Yeah. <laughs> I, watching this, is like, oh shit, Jay Lethal's in this battle royal. So we're going to get Jay Lethal versus MJF next week. No. Nope. We're getting Jay, MJF versus fucking Dante Martin. Who apparently joined Team Taz last week. And now is no longer a part of Team Taz. Because he turned on Team Taz this week. And rejoined Leo Rush. No, he just eliminated... Uh, uh... Ricky Starks, and then that's just what they assumed happened. He, he's because he, I'm sorry, isn't a battle royal every man for himself? Yeah, but I mean, if you're part of a team, so. it don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, damn it. It doesn't matter. But there's something with that because I think he helped Leo Rush. So I think uh, Leo was getting. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't remember him doing that, but I watched it. 
Uh, da, 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 da. I know there's. All I remember at the beginning. All I remember at the end. It was is it was MJF eliminated um, Wardlow, Leo Rush, and someone else. So it ended up being MJF, Dante Martin, and Ricky Starks, and then Dante Martin just eliminated Ricky Starks. Okay, so it was uh, MJF eliminated Lee Johnson and Leo Rush. And Wardlow. In the process, he eliminated Wardlow. Yep. Uh, Kazarian charge at MJF. MJF dog has full Nord top rope. So this was Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, MJ left. Dante turned around at Ricky Starks and hoisted him over the top rope. Yep. Dante Martin tore off his FTW armband. That's what it was. Yep. yep. So Taz started yelling, we got swerved while he was on commentary. So. He did. But still, I don't want to see Dante Martin versus MJF. I wanted Jay Lethal versus MJF. I would rather see Jay Lethal versus MJF. Hell, I'd rather have seen Frankie Kazarian versus fucking MJF. <laughs> oh, but that was that was like that was my biggest gripe for the week was that freaking Diamond Dozen Battle Royal it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> what else we have? CM uh, Punk CM talking Punk. shit. Yes, yeah. that was great. Um, the whole thing that they they managed to take the biggest heel in the company, MJF, and make him the biggest face in AEW for one night. Yep. With that whole that that whole like hometown entrance that he had, which was great. Like the crowd loved it. Um mm-hmm. uh, CM Punk with the swerve at the beginning, coming out to MJF's music and getting booed out of the arena, uh, was just amazing. So <laughs> Absolutely hysterical. Which is a lot of great stuff there. Um, the other thing that we'll say about with AEW, and then we'll jump over to something else. Why does Cody Rhodes need to face Sammy Guevara for the TNT title? When they're, What's the point of having a ranking? Like, do we not have a ranking system anymore? Well, he, he, Sammy I, just is an open challenge now. So I understand it's an open challenge. But, like... Why, why Cody? Because he sets up on fire. So, uh, <laughs> he sets yourself on fire. fire so he gets the title match. If you set yourself on fire, you automatically get a number one contendership for the TNT title. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to go set myself on fire in an AEW ring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could just be Malachi and just spit uh, toxic fumes at everybody, and that's all you do. Okay. Uh, it's better than freaking well okay last thing we'll talk about AEW Johnny Hungy oh yeah Brian Daniels uh, John, Jonathan Silver and Brian Daniels and that match was amazing heck yeah that was a great great matchup oh. Oh, that was was that the main that was the main event on Dynamite right mm-hmm. yep. Johnny awesome we finally got to see Hangman get his hands on um, Danielson, too. Which was great. Um, Yeah, great match up there. But I don't think, has Danielson gone through all of the members of the Dark Order? No, he went through like four of them, I think. Because I, I don't remember him wrestling 10 um, or like any 
Um, a lot of them he didn't wrestle. Yeah, he only wrestled like some of the, the bigger name guys. But. He wrestled Uno, Cabana, so, uh, and uh, five. Yeah, Angels. Yep. Was it Angels? Yeah. Yeah, it's Angels is five. Uh, let's see. I'm going through, um, I actually here real quick. I didn't really, I didn't watch a lot of this. Honestly, I just kind of fast forwarded to, um, to I didn't watch any of it, but I like so. read a little bit of stuff. I saw that we're probably getting Braun and Roddy for the cruiserweight title. Cause it's not a cruiserweight title anymore. Yep. Stupid. Um, yeah, so we had like Johnny Gargano's farewell address that that closed out the show, um, which ended with fucking Grayson Waller um, attacking Gargano. Like, I understand putting over like the new talent, but why? If you know Gargano's not coming back, there's really no sense in doing this. Yeah. Oh, I hate. It. I hate the way WWE does storylines, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. At some point, it's like to think we're stupid. Oh, I did something I forgot to mention about AEW. Did you uh, see the uh, the red lights in uh, the Battle Royal? Uh, no. Yeah, there's some like flickering red lights. Uh, during the match at one point towards the end. Interesting. Everyone seems to think it's hinting at someone specific. Think so? Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt's coming to AEW? I do indeed. Oh, is it Bray Wyatt? They think so. That was the hint. That was the whole what thing everybody said they thought it was. It could have been like someone fucking with the lights. It was very specific. So, awesome. Like, like really, if you have those last three people, like towards the end of that battle royal, like those are the last three people in the ring. Like, what's the, what's the point? Like, there's nobody really big name in there for him to feud with besides MJF. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. So that's gonna wrap up our get in the ring segment, our bell to bell segment here. Um. Let's go ahead and pop over, take a walk down the toy aisle here, see what we can add for the collection. These aren't dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh awesome. All right. A couple big news things coming out uh, this week. We have the, uh, the crowdfunding for the Hasbro Star Wars Rancor, so the, the big giant beast in Jabba's chamber and return of the Jedi. Um, the crowdfunding fell short of its goal, um, by like a few hundred, I believe it was, uh, this is actually the second failed crowdfunding campaign from Hasbro after a, uh, life-size cookie monster replica. They didn't want the life-size cookie monster. What the fuck nope. wrong with it? Nope. I can see if it was a different Muppet, maybe like Hermit or animal. Or like someone a little more popular than Cookie Monster, like they probably would have got funded. Excuse you, Cookie Monster is probably the most popular. <laughs> Who is 
Cookie Monster Cookie Truck Monster. is the most popular outside no, Elmo. Most, uh, most popular damn Muppet out there right now is Elmo. Or, like, freaking ridiculous. But as far as, like, collectors go, like, Animal would outsold Cookie Monster. <laughs> animal? That's not... That's Sesame versus, like, the Muppets. But they're all Muppets. Sesame I mean, Street they're Muppets. all Muppets, but it's, it's different now. <laughs> Kermit's on both shows, okay? <laughs> Kermit actually would outsold everyone, but I mean, yeah. I just think some people just don't want a life size fucking no, that, stuff that's anything much. in their house. Have it's a Kermit frog with a, a, a cup of Lipton tea and fucking sell millions. <laughs> And that's none of my business. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh awesome. Uh, we talked last week about the uh, the tease for the Super 7 Animaniacs Ultimates figures. Uh, they did release Wave 1, uh, which is Yakko, Wacko, and their sister Dot, and Pinky and the Brain, which is, I think we speculated that it was going to be the first wave for that one. Yeah. Uh, Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> So those are up for pre-order now. Um, Yakko actually comes with the uh, map of the world. The uh, the country's map. So you can reenact him singing the the country song. (laughs) Then Wacko's got the U.S. map and a uh, Spartan head. Dot's got a few different accessories. Uh, Same thing with Pinky and the Brain. So so hopefully these do pretty well. We get a series two. I know Carl was talking about some good feathers. Um... I would love to see some good feathers figures or read and run good stuff there. Uh, but with that brings us to another question I got for you guys. Uh, which cartoon was better Animaniacs or tiny tunes? Probably the toughest question. That, he's asked uh, all night. Anybody will fuck. Huh? I said it, that he's asked all night. <laughs> no, that's a tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. Yeah, like choosing between your kids like which kid did you oh because it's literally like one was on like right before the other one but it's two <laughs> different channels yep so you had um so you'd watch tiny tunes and like animaniacs was on like right after that just different channel so like you're able to watch both shows um i don't know this it is tough like because i love both of them like, there's a lot of characters that I like on Animaniacs. And there's a lot of characters that I like on Tiny Toons. Well, yeah. I would probably have to go, for me personally, probably Tiny Toons. Yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably have to go uh, Tiny Toons as well. Just because, like, uh, how I, Tiny Toons, how I spent my summer vacation is still, like, one of my <laughs> favorites. Uh, okay. With the, uh, the freaking, like, Maniac chainsaw killer that Hampton's family picks up. Yeah. <laughs> and so and that in the um, um funny story, uh my little brother dude flushed uh, a uh action figure down the toilet one time uh from watching uh Toilet Pepper go down the hole. Toilet Pepper go down the hole. Blue ball go down the hole. <laughs> and then the toilet overflows. 
rubber ducky came back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby Plucky was awesome. Um, but every both shows had like memorable stuff. Like we talked about Yakko and like the the world, the song with like the world's nations and yep. um, Wacko oh, burping. Lady, bye bye. What's that? I said okay, lady, bye bye. <laughs> oh man, Rita and Runt was great. That was um. Oh well, animated had Slappy Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. So much good stuff. Like now we got like shitty cartoons. What our kids watch. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh. They fucking they 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 uh, they messed with Wee Bear Bears again and made it worse. What? Are you talking about you you guys have kids. You guys should watch Wee Bear Bears. I don't understand. I've watched a few. I've seen some episodes, but it's only like because anytime we go out of town and like on the hotel like cable box thing, you only get like certain channels and Cartoon Network's one of them, and it's always either a um, Misadventures of Gumball, uh, We Bear Bears, or Teen Titans Go Marathon. Yep. So that, that's what we get like the entire weekend is, is that. So that's the only time I've ever seen like We Bear Bears. So. We Bear Bears started as more of an adult show. And then they changed all the voices to little kids, made it more of a kid show. <laughs> and now they made them like chibi little bears and made it even worse. Jeez. Yep. Oh, that's great. So basically, they made it look like Thundercats and Teen Titans. Yep. Yeah. That's our animation thing. I will say, though, one of the best cartoons that's out right now on Cartoon Network is Craig of the Creek. Craig of the Creek is amazing. So it's definitely one of my favorite cartoons right now. Craig of the Creek and Bluey. Have you seen, uh, have you seen uh, F is for Family on uh, Netflix? Yes. I started watching that like a while ago. Yeah, that one's pretty good. All right. Uh, A couple more tidbits here of toy news. We got PowerCon, which is mainly a... Garrett, what the hell are you doing? I'm watching. (laughs) I'm beating my head to Adam Cole, baby. Sounds like you're gargling. Jesus. <laughs> uh, PowerCon is coming to Columbus, Ohio next August. Uh, I believe that is August 5th through the 7th. This is the first time PowerCon since its inception has not been on the West Coast. So if you have not been able to make it to PowerCon because of that, um, and it's a little closer for you now, definitely worth checking out. Uh, they'll also be expanding to include other toy lines outside of Masters of the Universe, uh, Power Rangers, and Thundercats. Um, awesome stuff there. Speaking of Power Rangers, uh, Hasbro announced today with their Fan First Friday event uh, that we'll be getting a 144th inch scale Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord, fully combinable uh, with all five Zords. Uh, it's going to run about $165, and that is up for pre-order now on Hasbro Pulse. And 
Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, all that fun stuff. So definitely check that out. And one more last thing for pre-order. A um, Star Wars Book of Boba Fett Throne Room Boba Fett went up for pre-order yesterday as well. Releases next December. So we're getting an old man Boba Fett figure, which I, of course, pre-ordered because Boba Fett is the man. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Right, so that's going to do it for our For the Collection toy talk this week. Um, let's see what else we got up here. Well, questions we got before we get into No Holds Barred. Uh, okay, so one final question for you guys before we get into No Holds Barred. Which fictional character will be the most boring to meet in real life? Character which which fictional character would be the most boring to meet? Yep. Huh. Probably Popeye. No, he'd be cool. He probably not want to meet Popeye. He might show you all the drugs he's got straight in that spinach to make him look bigger. <laughs> Bro, here's say, some spinach. Uh, Go knock out Bluto. So, I would say, uh, <laughs> I would say, um, what's the, um, what's the name from, uh, King of the Hill, not Dale, but the one with the white wife reader? Um, Oh, fuck. Names. Um, Bill. Some, Bill. Bill Dotry. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. yeah. I, would, be- I think I'd be more depressed meeting him than anything else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's such, he has such a depressing life. Yeah. Like, every time he gets something going, like something happens and it just, you know, shoots him back down the hole. Like, He's oh, one of those I, guys, like, he just wants to kill himself, but, like, his friends keep intervening and won't just let him go. Or, or what about the, uh, what about the, uh, neighbor on, uh, Home Improvement? Oh, <laughs> uh, he had a pretty interesting life, though. Like, uh, anytime they showed, like, the inside of his house, he had a lot of interesting stuff in there. A lot of stories, so. He might be a little fun to meet. Um... It's kind of tough. I don't know. Um, Come on, Tyler. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimmy Olsen would be pretty boring to me. Because, like, all you'd be listening to are stories about Superman. Oh, Jimmy Olsen. I thought you said, I thought you said about uh, Joe Olsen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Have you seen the video? This yes. Video. Yes. This guy calls him a piece of shit. You're a piece <laughs> like, of shit, right? He's like, you're a piece of shit, right? He just like stares at the fucking camera for like. He's like walking away. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, right? You know, you know, you know, right? yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, that that guy should get a beer wherever he goes, or a drink or something on the house. Oh man, that's great. Uh, yeah, but Jimmy Jimmy Olsen, I think, would be probably one of the most boring fictional characters to meet. 
I really don't want to hear about Superman. And like, I took this picture of Superman and this one. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy Olsen. Bitch. <laughs> want to be your Parker ass motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> Garrett, what you got? Uh, I don't know. I've been thinking. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking that guy. What was that? Uh, what's the guy that's like the eco uh, Superman? What's his name on Captain. that TV show? Yeah, that's it. He'd be boring. He'd be so fucking boring. Why would he be boring? Boring. He's just trying to help you live a better life and keep the earth clean. Yeah. And I don't know how to do that. So leave me alone. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. (laughs) What if it's the Don Cheadle version of Captain Planet? (laughs) 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 Or the robot chicken Ted Turner Captain Planet. (laughs) Captain Planet. (laughs) What about the drunk guy from Andy Griffith? Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the town drunk was. Um, I think it was Otis. I can't remember that. Maybe you talk about like the kind of mechanic looking dude. No, 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 not the mechanic uh, dude. The the dude that used to like come in and lock his stuff in the in the jail cell. Oh. Like, can't remember. His name. I think it was Otis. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe I don't remember what his name was either. Otis or something. Yeah. Some backwoods hillbilly name. Yeah. Festus. Festus. Might be Festus. Like all those westerns have a character named Festus for some reason. All those like shows that are set like old timey stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you met uh, uh like Glassy. It'd be pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, awesome. All right. Good stuff there. I love those questions. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Help our listeners get to know us a little better. All right, guys, let's get into no holds barred. Anything goes chat. Um, Basically, it's basically about- where Carl and I talk and Chris shuts the fuck up for a while. <laughs> well, it depends on what you guys are talking about. So we're talking up. about football this week <laughs> and we're going to make Hold our football picks. again. We're going to make our, uh, our picks for the week. Carl, I got the games pulled up. Football are we going to keep track of them so we can see, uh, who uh, did better? I, uh, I mean, I can keep track of mine, but you can keep, I don't know how we can figure it out. Uh, last week uh, I did pretty good, man. I picked Alabama, uh, upset in Georgia. Yeah, I know. I picked some garbage. I picked uh, <laughs> I picked um, uh, Pitt beating um, beating uh, Wake Forest. Yep, picked them all, dude. Yeah, you all did. the. All right, who who we got, Garrett? All right, time to make our NFL picks. Huh? Are we doing the spread or just the games? Uh, I will tell you. So I have it pulled up on my uh, I pick them. So I have the games on here and who's favored. So you <clears throat> you got Baltimore at Cleveland. 
So Baltimore at Cleveland? Yeah, Baltimore is the favorite. Really? I figured it'd be uh, Browns. No, it's because Baltimore is 8-4. and four. Uh, If you guys pick anything other than Baltimore, you're probably going to make our good friend Phil Gentile pretty mad. <laughs> well, uh, get mad, Mr. Phil, because uh, I hate the Ravens as a Titans fan. And I'm going to have to go with the, the Browns on this one. And he could be mad at me because that's also who I picked. <laughs> you guys taking the Browns to the Super Bowl too? No. I'm going to take them to the Super Bowl. Titans are not The next game is Jacksonville at the Tennessee Jesus's Tennessee Titans. Woo! And they're, def- they're definitely winning that game. Taking Titans, baby. Hills, yeah. All right, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, wait a minute, are they real what? Titans? Like, are they like twenty foot tall Titans? Yeah, yeah. I call bullshit. <laughs> like the Greek god Titan. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ra- Raiders at Chiefs. Raiders at Chiefs. And yes, the Vikings are favored. The Viking yeah. Raiders. Yes, uh, Viking Raiders. So it's a handicap match. The Viking Raiders are taking on Chief Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a conquer. Somebody show up. You never know. Uh, there's a tag match with Chief Wahoo McDaniel and High Chief Peter Maivia. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one's a tough one for me because I'm not sold on the Chiefs being back. Uh, but Raiders usually find a way to screw shit up late in the season, so I'm gonna go. Yes, Chiefs. they do. Yeah, I picked the Chiefs for this one as well. Uh, Saints at Jets. Saints at Jets. That's another tough one because they're both kind of playing like trash right now. Give me the Jets. I actually picked the Saints on this one. Uh, cowgirls at the Washington football team. Give me the cowgirls. Yeah, I picked the cowgirls. Reluctantly. Uh, Falcons at Panthers. Um, I think the Falcons probably score more points, so give me Falcons. All right, I picked the Panthers. Uh, Seahawks at Texans. Uh, and I have no idea who's playing quarterback for the Texans. Yeah, give me Seahawks. <laughs> That's why I picked the Seahawks. I have no idea who's, who's even playing quarterback. Um, Detroit Lions at Denver Broncos. Give me Broncos. Broncos, yep. Uh, Giants at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Yep. Uh, 49ers at Bengals. Uh, give me the Bengals. I think Durbara. I think yeah. he's, he's been good this year. Okay. The team's been good this year. Uh, I also picked the Bengals. Uh, Probably, well, it's not the game, but 
Probably the second best game all week. Buffalo at Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, this is probably the best game. Um, oh, oh, wait, till I get to the... You know, I'll show you the Monday night not, game. The Monday night game is going to be good, too. Um, I say give me... I think the Bills need to win. Give me the Bills. All right. I picked the Bucks on that one. Uh, Chicago at Green Bay. We can skip that one. Uh, okay. And Monday Night Football. L.A. Rams at Arizona Cardinals. It's a division game Monday night. Is uh is Hopkins back yet? Um, I don't think so, but I could check for you. I don't think so though. Let me double check. If he's not back, I'll take the the Rams. Let's see, I know Kyler Murray's back. I didn't know if uh, Hopkins was back. Should be playing in the game. Yes. Um, he is listed uh, as healthy. I'm still picking the Rams. <laughs> you still picking the Rams? Yeah. Uh, so I can go different from me. I'll just pick Cardinal. I'll pick Cardinal. All right. <laughs> and that's our picks. Uh, like them if you do. Fuck you if you don't. <laughs> Classy. Brady Blassie. All right. So no holds barred this week. Some NFL picks for you guys. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything to add, but I was watching the uh, Pussycat Dolls Santa Baby video while you guys were doing that. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, good times. I've been watching Rampage. All right. So um, let's go ahead and uh, get into the vintage throwdown. The Wrestle Getting Podcast is brought to you each and every week by stackofcards.com. Yes, that's stackofcards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, stackofcards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order so pick up your cards today at stackofcards.com that's stackofcards with a z.com all right vintage start on this week we are taking a look at a random ass match from uswa i just christmas found it randomly you can take me later the christmas creature versus trey keller uh carl being our resident uswa expert why don't you give us some uh insight on the christmas creature uh i don't i don't have a lot of insight um i i don't remember this like um at all like i don't remember the christmas creature uh what year did it was this like 93 something like that yeah i don't remember the year like 92 93 something like that so i was still pretty young um all right so well i know I, who the christmas creature was 
Yeah. 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 Seeing that. Seeing that. He, he uh, became a he became a dentist after his uniform came off. I think Gary Lawyer was trying to trying to hint that he that it might have been Undertaker though because he's like I think it's because uh, I want to say right around this time uh, the Undertaker had a match with uh, Jerry King Lawyer in Memphis he didn't have it with him in Nashville but Taker came back to have a match with him. Oh, um, apparently Kane revealed the whereabouts of the Christmas creature attire. Um, earlier this year. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't see where it says it in here, but whatever. Okay. But, um, yeah. So Christmas creature was this really like, I don't know. It was like swamp thing, but with Christmas decorations. Yeah, which is, is weird. So, uh, but it's built right, up. Let's talk like about the whole segment. So you had Santa Claus come out. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, I tr- I'm trying to remember who was Santa Claus. I can't remember who was Santa Claus, but I don't know. Uh, Santa got kicked in the dick. <laughs> yeah, Bert Prentice comes out. <laughs> uh, R.P. Bert Santa Prentice kicks Santa in the junk. Yeah, <laughs> sleigh balls. And, yeah, <laughs> then you have fucking Brian Christopher come out. This is back when like Brian Christopher like, kind of I don't know almost kind of first started, and uh, he's like this young cocky guy had that laugh. He was a heel at the top. Had that uh, laugh like uh, a hyena. He <laughs> was great. Oh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh man so then it goes on from there and we get um the christmas creature and trey keller uh which pretty much yeah. is like not even a five minute match like everything that happened before and after this lasted longer than the actual match um yeah. we saw jerry lawler come out um to kind of help santa um and we kind of then there was an interview with lawler uh, where he said you know it's the WWF sending somebody down to invade USWA. Got a pretty good idea who it is, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> then it goes on to be a match from there. Um, but we cannot find anything uh, on this match between Jerry Lawler and the Christmas creature. So this is pretty much all we've got is this one match with him versus Trey Keller. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the way the way like USWA works, uh, I think a lot of territories work that way. Is like, so they did like TV tapings on like Saturday morning, and then like they kind of traveled and like did the shows like based off of like promotion from that show. So like the Warrior versus Christmas Creature, they probably did that at like three different cities. Uh, they probably did it at Memphis on Monday night uh, or Sunday nights. I forget when they did Memphis. They did Nashville on Saturday nights, and I think they did like Louisville uh, and a couple other places. So, um, you know, they didn't televise those matches because you wouldn't want to ruin, you know, what people have seen. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, 
them to know, like, oh, Gary Lawyer, uh, first so and so. The only time they really, they really showed matches that wasn't like full matches in their entirety that wasn't like squashed, like TV show taping matches was like if it was like a match that wasn't going to happen, like in every city, like. Like I said, when like Undertaker came down, he had a match with Lawyer. Uh, I think Bret Hart had a couple of matches with Lawyer, uh, Owen Hart, and stuff. That was like only a one-time deal. Or if there's like some kind of crazy stipulation where somebody got their hair cut or, you know, something. Yeah. Something weird. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So the uh, eventually he would end up getting unmasked, and it, it's it's Kane, pretty much. Christmas creature would go on to be Kane and other various gimmicks. Um, but this was prior to his run in WWF. They pretty much sent him the USWA to get more experience, um, and he became the Christmas creature. So, and then he went on to be Doctor Isaac Yankum DDS, the fake Diesel, the fake Undertaker, and the fake Kane. Or the real game. Okay. And the fake game, I guess. <laughs> so a lot of cool stuff there. It's it's fun to find matches like these. Um, especially with, like histories of like wrestlers as we know them now. Um, and seeing this stuff like prior to them becoming like <clears throat> even like on TV or like a gimmick that we would recognize them in later on. Um, even like an early on gimmick, like you know, Dr. Isaac Yankum. Um, or a cane, or you know, fake diesel, stuff like that. So yeah. it's pretty cool. If you find like some Unibomb matches, I think it'd be great. <laughs> they had a speaking of the SWA, like they have a probably like a lot of matches of like guys kind of first starting out that we could take a look at, like just to see Flex Cabana, uh, <laughs> Flex Cabana, yeah. <laughs> um. Rob Van, there's a match with Rob Van Dam. I forgot what he called himself, uh, like when he first started out. But there's like a match with him on there. Quite a few people came through. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, so that's gonna do it for the vintage throwdown this week. We'll uh, see if we can find continue the uh, Christmas trend going here for the next couple of weeks. See what else we can find. Um. Lots of good stuff there. And let's finish off the show like we do every week. Social media. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod, Instagram at WrestleGettingPod for 2Ds, and our other Instagram site for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with 1D. YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can pick up some of our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast. And redbubble.com slash people slash pod as well. On some cool t-shirts and hats. All that fun stuff. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of cool sales that are running. Uh, looks like they're done going out through the rest of the season. They get orders in time for Christmas. Um, but we got some shout-outs here this week. The Four Horsemen, the rest of the Four Horsemen. Uh, the Fig Cave with our good friend Phil Gentile. Make sure you donate to the Fig Cave Toy Drive. Uh, you get all the information earlier in the show or go check out the figcave.com. Um, you can follow them at Cave Fig on Twitter and the Fig Cave on Instagram. Um, my friends Tommy and DJ over at the Run In Podcast. 
Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Run In Podcast and on Instagram at the Run In Pod. And our friend Kenny over at the Call Up Podcast. I find him on social media under the Call Up on both Instagram and Twitter. And also check out our good friend Sean, Champions Material Podcast. Uh, you can find them Champions Material on Instagram and Champions Matter One on Twitter. Good stuff. All right, Garrett, let's close the show out. Theme of the week, what you got for us this week, man? You fell asleep. I don't know. He's he's showing on her thing muted. Garrett. Unmute. My bad, my bad. I thought I, I thought I, I thought I was muted, then I, I muted it. Whatever. Anyways, uh, what I was saying was I was watching SmackDown, and then yes, I fell asleep, and uh, I saw a wrestler had a new theme song. Well, kind of. So uh, that is, uh, it's gonna be a theme song of the week, um, and the wrestler is none other than Sami Zayn. Sammy Zayn got new theme music? He does. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, if I can find it, I'll put it in there. Let's see if it's up. If not, you can play his old one. I'm cool with that, too. I'm cool with that, too. Sammy Zayn. Awesome. I'll go, I'll go with, like, deep cuts and get his El Generico theme. Heck, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So, theme of the week, uh, Sami Zayn's latest theme. If not, El Generico. <laughs> I'm cool with that. All right. Awesome. Cool. All right. That's going to do it for us this week, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, again, if you're listening for the first time, let us know what you think. Um, you can email us at askrustlegeddon at gmail.com. Any uh, constructive criticism that you all have, you can DM us on our any of our social media platforms. Uh, if you really want to support the show, aside from buying merchandise, um, you can like, follow, subscribe to anything that we have, um, as far as our social media, um, the, the shows on whatever podcast app that you're listening to, uh, make sure you follow us on there, uh, subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast every week that helps us out tremendously. Um, but what helps us out the most and helps us expose ourselves more to listeners around the world is leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go ahead and leave, drop us a five-star review on there. Uh, tell us how much you like the show, how much you hate the show. It doesn't matter. Like, as long as there's uh, comments on there, as far as like reviews go, it helps us get a little more exposure. Um, you can also find us on Podchaser. Um, if you don't have Apple, you can leave us a review on there um, if you're one of our Android listeners. Um, but I do want to give a special shout-out um, as I'm looking at our analytics every week, there is one continuous person or group of people in Summers, Connecticut that listen to our show on a religious basis, regular basis. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Literally, like, looking at this town for the year, 52 downloads. <laughs> so they've been rolling with us for quite some time. So we appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Whoever you are in Summers, Connecticut, cheap pop bang bang thank you so much for listening uh and that's gonna wrap it up on behalf of myself chris the heat matthews garrett g money Mun, and the tennessee jesus carl crossland 
Thank you all for checking us out. This is episode 122 of the WrestleGetting Podcast. We'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks. How much uh, still wool do you use in a crack pipe? (laughs) (laughs) Ask Siri. (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs>